0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 252 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading both Psalm 62 and 63 today, and our focus is on speaking truth to yourself in times of distress and how God satisfies our hunger. So every day we're at the business of going to God's Word, learning from it, asking questions of it, and seeking to follow it. Our goal is to encourage you in daily Bible listening, understanding, and following. That's what we're all about. And we do have a website. It is Bible2021.com, Bible2021.com. Every episode has its own transcript there Hundreds of thousands of words for you to read if you'd like to. Well, stop me if you've heard this one before. Actually, now that I think about it, you've totally heard this one before if you've listened to me talk about the Psalms for even a little, but don't despair. It's still important and fresh, and if you're like me, we need the reminder. In Psalm 62, we find David in more crisis. This time, we don't know the exact nature of the crisis, but people are after him, threatening to attack him, and that's the occasion for the writing of the 60-second psalm. And, you know, reading through the psalms and all the times David is in trouble, I mean, it sort of makes me thankful that I'm not a king of Israel, because it seems like every time we turn around, David is uh, being threatened somehow, some way. Well, how does he respond to this threat? He does something that we don't always do in this day and age. He speaks truth and faith and reassurance to himself, or... Put it another way, he preaches to himself. In an age that is probably way over-focused on self-care, okay, Genesque, sir, I suggest we don't focus nearly enough on speaking the truth to ourselves as a way of Wholesome self-care and soul care. See what David does in this psalm. In verses 1 and 2, he says, I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. Then in verses 5, 6, and 7, he says, Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. So he reminds himself of a lot of truths that rest and refuge come from God, that God is his and our salvation and stronghold. He begins by stating, I am at rest and God alone. And then a couple of verses later, he tells himself to rest and God alone. And look, that's sometimes the way I am, right? I know a truth, but am I walking in it? And we need this kind of uh, dynamic in our lives, friends. Sometimes, all too often, if you're like me at least, we know the truth, but knowing is not half the battle. We need to walk in the truth that we know, and sometimes that takes proclaiming or preaching that truth to ourselves, just like David does here. Tell your soul to rest in God alone as we read this psalm. Psalm chapter 62, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. How long will you threaten a man? Will all of you attack as if he were a leaning wall or a tottering fence? They only plan to bring him down from his high position. They take pleasure in lying. They bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. Selah. Rest in God alone, my soul, for my help comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. My salvation and glory depend on God, my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before Him. God is our refuge, Selah. Common people are only a vapor, important people an illusion. Together on a scale, they weigh less than a vapor. Place no trust in oppression or false hope in robbery. If wealth increases, don't set your heart on it. God has spoken once. I've heard this twice. Strength belongs to God, and faithful love belongs to you, Lord, for you repay each according to his work. Amen. Well, next Psalm. Story time. It was the late 1990s, and I was on the internet way in the early days of the World Wide Web. My dear girlfriend, who was now who is now my wife, had bought me a Hayes 2400 baud modem that connected to the internet by a phone line in 1992. And if you don't know what any of those words mean, it probably means you're not very old. But 2400 baud is so slow you can barely imagine it. Like it would take you. Uh, a minute or two minutes to download one small low-resolution picture back in those days over a 2400 baud modem. Well, by 1999, I had upgraded my modem a time or two, and I don't remember if we were on broadband yet at that time or not. I think we adopted broadband in the late nineties. And I don't remember what the first website I put up was, but I was learning web design in the late nineties, the and the second or third website I put up on the internet was called HungryForJesus.com. dot com. That was one ugly website, my friends, designed in front page nineteen ninety eight. I shudder to think of how awful it must have looked. But the name, Hungry for Jesus, sounds really kind of odd, doesn't it? What does that even mean? I think if I could go back in time all those years ago, I would tell myself to have a different name, but this was before the days of podcasts, and uh, it was not audio. It was just articles, written articles. Some of them I had written. Others were written by various people around the world. I'm sure back in the day, I sort of ignored copyright to a degree on that kind of thing, but the articles were all designed to stoke a hunger for God in people. I still remember how thrilling it was to look at the WebStats page and see that people were visiting it from literally all over the world. It's weird, though, I guess, to think of God in terms of hunger and satisfying our hunger, but that weirdness didn't actually start with me. It started in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, in today's Psalm, Psalm 63, verse 5, where David says, You, O God, satisfy me as with rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Well, that's a very interesting passage. How does God satisfy us like a wonderful and filling meal does? Well, perhaps Psalm 36 can help us a little bit. It says in verse 7, How priceless your faithful love is, God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are filled from the abundance of your house." You let them drink from your refreshing stream. Well, God's love, his presence, his goodness, they all sustain us. They give us spiritual nutrition and emotional nutrition and mental nutrition. In the same way, a good meal fuels our body. Those who trust in God as their stronghold will be refreshed by him spiritually, mentally, emotionally, yeah, and physically too they will be filled and taken care of from his abundance, which is great. Well, here's Charles Spurgeon with a great exhortation to us to fill up on the sustaining goodness of God. And I will note this, when he says marrow and fatness, that is the King James translation of rich and sustaining food. Spurgeon says, The experiment of the Frenchman who had just brought his horse to live on a straw a day when it died is being repeated among us, faith being literally starved to death. What sort of low diet does some men prescribe for their souls? Marrow and fatness, the rich food of God, they do not even sniff at. There is no elevation of grace. No attainment of spirituality, no clearness of assurance, no post of duty which is not open to you if you have but the power to believe.' Lay aside your sackcloth and ashes and rise to the dignity of your true position in God. The golden throne of assurance of salvation is waiting for you. The crown of communion with Jesus is ready to sit on your brow. Wrap yourself in scarlet and fine linen and fare sumptuously every day. For if you believe... The land will flow with milk and honey, and your soul will be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, the rich food of God. Gather golden sheaves of grace, for they await you in the fields of faith, because all things are possible for him that believes." Amen, friends. Well, let's take hold of the sustaining grace of God. Even if we're going through troubles right now, take hold of the sustaining nutrition and grace of God as you go through those troubles, and you will find that they give you nutrition and strength to your body, mind, and soul. Well, let's read Psalm 63 together. God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My body faints for you in a land that is dry and desolate and without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. My lips will glorify you because your faithful love is better than life. So I will bless you as long as I live. At your name I will lift up my hands. You satisfy me as with rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches because you are my helper. I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. I follow close to you. Your right hand holds on to me. But those who intend to destroy my life will go into the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the power of the sword. They will become a meal for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by him will boast, for the mouths of liars will be shut. Amen. Well, let's close with our Bible memory passage for the month of September. It is 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 and it reads, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. Good day, friends, and Godspeed.